Money FM 89.3. Best of breakfast. The U.S. Market Update with Money FM 89.3. Morning, folks. Here's how we are setting up for the day. A bit of red on the screen coming through from Wall Street. The Dow Jones Industrial Average was down 0.3% or around 94 points, closing at 37,267. And this makes it a third straight day of losses for the stock index. The S&P 500 also underwater, down 0.6% at 4,739. And the Nasdaq Composite lost. 0.6%, closing at 14,856. And this comes as Treasury yields tracked higher following the release of stronger-than-expected U.S. economic data. So let's check in now with Mark Matthews. He's the Managing Director and Head of Research for Asia at Julius Baer. Mark, thanks so much for joining us on the show today. Thank you for having me on, Ryan. Always great to have you on. So let's Talk about what's playing out in the markets, what's driving sentiment. And among the data points coming through, we've got retail sales data in the US coming in stronger than expected. And you have retail sales up 0.6%, and that gains about 0.4% month over month. So, hotter than expected. What do you make of what's telling you about the US economy? It's telling you the economy's um, doing fine, and I don't see why that's a bad thing. But I suppose what it means is that the pace of interest rate cuts people had expected this year won't be as as big. And what started this was two days ago, a comment by Federal Reserve Governor Christopher Waller that rate cuts will happen, but they should be carefully calibrated and not rushed. And so back then, the market had been pricing 175 basis points of cuts for the full year. Uh, Now it's uh, pricing in 140 basis points of cuts. So it's come down Mm. some. And um, frankly, I don't think it makes a big difference whether it's 175 or 140. But coming off of such a strong fourth quarter, I guess that's the ammunition that bears can use to concern people that, you know, rates are going to stay high, which, by the way, they won't. Yeah, of course, uh, Christopher Wall typically is one of the more hawkish FOMC members. And if you cast your mind back to not too long ago, a week or so back, the odds for a March rate cut was around 85%. It's now come down to just under 60% for that to happen in March. What are your expectations on when this will potentially happen? Well, uh, as, as you rightly say, it's, it's because... Um, People uh, now think the economy is so strong that they won't need to cut rates in March. And uh, we had not penciled in a first rate cut in March ourselves. We didn't think they would move until May. And then uh, we only looked for another three more cuts this year. So we were never gunning for 175 um, all of this year, we were only looking for, I think, um, as I said, uh, less than 100. Next year, we're, we're expecting a couple more. But the important thing, I think, is the trend downward. And so I, I wouldn't um, uh, extrapolate from this that we're going to be stuck at, you know, a very high uh, interest rate regime. Um, I think the really key comment was from Jerome Powell. Uh, actually, it was uh, almost a month ago in December when he said, we won't wait for 2% inflation before mm. we cut. And uh, the Fed was behind the ball back in 2022 when it started 
raising interest rates. Uh, it, it belatedly realized it actually st- should have started in 2021, and that I think it doesn't want to repeat that mistake by by waiting too long to cut interest rates. So. Um, I wouldn't worry about it, but as I said, it's the ammunition that bears are using to push prices down. Yeah, Mark, uh, that's a very good point, right? There was that part of the year when the Fed was behind the ball, and there is still a disconnect between what the Fed is signaling for this year versus what the market is expecting in terms of the number of rate cuts. So when you look at where rates are going, we are now at the 4.1% mark for the 10-year bond yields. Where does it go from here, and what is this going to mean for the US dollar as well as markets? Well, I think 4.1 is is just a nice level to be at uh, because um, I think that's probably more or less where it should be at, somewhere between, uh, let's say, uh, three and three quarters and four and a quarter, assuming that, um, you know, we do kind of normalize to a GDP growth rate of about 2%, but inflation also about 2%, then, then you would expect the Federal Reserve's uh, policy rate to be around four uh, and uh, possibly the 10-year, I would say, a little bit lower than that, maybe three and a quarter. So I think rates are, are going to come down, but, but not dramatically in terms of the market rate. Uh, as I said, maybe about three and a quarter would be the right level for the 10-year Treasury bond. Okay, besides the potential for more rate cuts um, down the road, we also have elections around the world, including in the US. So what's the playbook here when it comes to what to look out for? We've got, of course, potential infrastructure spending, defense, and a lot of risks for markets. Um, Well, um, in terms of uh, policy, I suppose that um, there's going to be a lot of rhetoric around the relations with the rest of the world, specifically China. But um, to me, the main thing to watch will be whether Joe Biden decides to to decline being the candidate this year or not, because uh, he's lagging the polls very badly against Donald Trump, as you may know. And he's scoring quite poorly with groups which is, have historically been responsible for the Democrats being elected, like young people and Hispanics, record high numbers of them disapprove of the way he's doing his job as president. So if the Democrats uh, do keep him on the ticket, um, then I think we, we should expect um, them to lose. Um, and so the key thing to watch is whether he remains on the ticket or not. And uh, I don't know if he will. All right. Exciting year ahead. And just to wrap things up, Mark, the GDP numbers for China came out yesterday. Today. So a bit of a glass half full or empty, depending on how you look at it. You've got the number coming in at 5.2% for the fourth quarter, also the same number for the full year, which is pretty much the target, I think, which was set by China. But it does show that it was under the consensus forecast of 5.3% slightly. So what do you take away from the latest numbers from China? I don't take away much from the GDP number, but there was another number that came out yesterday, which was more important population and births. Mm. So uh, it was announced there were only 9 million people born in China last year. That's down from 17.9 in 2016. So that's that's an absolute collapse. Nobody had expected this. I mean, we knew their population was dropping, but we had no idea the drop was this precipitous. And then Xinhua quoted uh, President Xi Jinping in a meeting with some uh, officials yesterday as saying that China should actively cultivate a unique Chinese financial culture, pursuing righteousness over self-interest without seeking undue profit. And um, I think people are trying to figure out what the impact that will be for the economy. Certainly, 
you know, doesn't sound very pro-business on the surface. All right, lots of questions um, that we all have to watch out for to be answered down the road. We've been in conversation with Mark Matthews. He's the Managing Director and Head of Research for Asia at Julius Baer. Mark, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you, Ryan. Have a great day ahead and stay Money FM 89.3. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.